Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. We're back, bitches. Oh, oh just kidding. Wrong podcast. Oh, that's how we're doing this now? Oh, I'm joking. Um. Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're the Polter Gals. Hi, I'm Debbie. <laughs> and I'm Allison. And we're the, the Poulter Gals. Um, welcome back to another episode. Um, this time we're getting spooky. Yeah. Um, wow, this has been a day for both of us. I hasn't know. It? Today's been freaking crazy, guys. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I can't. I can't. I just can't. Um, so, this next, I guess this week is. And this one's going to fit in with the chaos that we're feeling, feeling. on the inside. Yes, because uh, it's the black-eyed kids. Black-eyed children. Children, whatever. Not the black-eyed peas. No. Very different vibes. Um, I would sample some of our black-eyed peas music that I would love to sing, but I don't want to get us copyright claimed. Um, you don't want to look at all that junk? All, <laughs> all that, that junk? junk inside our ghost trunk? <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> um, anyway... Um, Allison, what are black-eyed children? <laughs> um, well, let me tell you, doing research on this was very interesting. When you're doing research, do you ever get, like, scared while you're doing research? No, I hit more what-the-fuck moments. Oh, I got you. Than anything. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, then my mind goes to, what if this happened right now? <laughs> what if these kids know I'm well, if they knocked on your door and then yeah. knocked on my door? I would cry. Like that would be terrifying. That's wild. That's spooky. Yeah. So, <sighs> black-eyed children mm-hmm. or black-eyed kids? Not the black-eyed peas. No, unfortunately not. And not also the ones you can't eat. Yeah, definitely not that. <laughs> those are who needs those mm-hmm. when you can just listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, depending on how you listen to things depends on how, where, I guess depending on which ones they're talking about de- depends on which hole they're going into. Because if you're listening to them, they're going through <laughs> your ear holes. If you're going to be eating them, they're going to be going through your mouth hole. And if you're being spooked by <laughs> the black-eyed children. They're going through your eye holes. They're going through your eye holes. So therefore, depending on what you want, different holes. Depends on what hole you need. <laughs> exactly. I got it, Allison. I'm picking up what you put down. I don't like it, but I understand. Anyway, so these can actually, black-eyed kids can actually be shortened to Beck, B-E-K. Beck. 
and it's an American contemporary legend Ooh. and is actually classified as a cryptid. And for those of you who don't know, ghosts technically are cryptids. I guess so. Technically. By classification. Yes. I don't and like it, but I understand no, it. <laughs> I don't know. Is that going to be the theme of today? I don't like it, but I understand. <laughs> and maybe... I, that's this day. That's I'm today. You, this thing only fits in with how our day is going. So, yes, yeah. So these unfortunately, obviously represent kids between the ages of six and sixteen, and have a very similar feature to vampires, Ooh. and that is their skin, <gasps> because they are said to have very pale skin. This is the skin of a killer, Bella. <laughs> No Twilight references. <laughs> Bella, where you been, Loka? <laughs> anyway, they have the skin of a killer. Listen. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yes. I don't like it, but I get it. Do <laughs> <laughs> we mention that this is a comedy ghost podcast? If you guys haven't already picked that up, I don't know what to do. I don't think they're picking up what we're putting they down. Are, they are not understanding and they do not like it. No. <laughs> Either of those. No. Uh, they hit us with a double negative. Double negative. Wait, don't like, isn't, don't isn't a double negative a positive, though? Two wrongs do make a right. And I'm Debbie Wright, so I am always right. <laughs> wait, wait. Wait, but does that mean two rights make a wrong? Wrong, yeah. Two like facts. Two wrongs make a right? Yeah. And both my parents were rights when they had me, so I don't know what that's about me. <laughs> There's a reason why my parents got divorced. So then that means you're just wrong. Uh, every, you know what? Never mind. I'll say back to the <laughs> B-E-Ks, or I guess teens, the B-E-Ts bit. Bet. Anyway, back to the Black Eyed Children. I bet. Bet. <laughs> so anyway, betting on the Becks, mm-hmm. they were reportedly seen hitchhiking, begging, or encountered on doorsteps of residential homes. Wow. Uh, tabloid coverage of these creatures have claimed that tales of black-eyed children have existed since the 1980s. Mm. Many sources indicate that the legend originate from a post in 1996 that was actually written, Ooh. of course, by none other than a Texas reporter. Shout out Texas. Yeah. Black Eyed Children. She wrote that ghost-related mailing list related to two alleged encounters with them. She describes encountering encountering two such children in Abilene, Texas. Ooh. In 96, claims that a second person had a similar unrelated encounter to someone in Portland, Oregon. Oh. So. From the Oregon to Texas pipeline. Don't Oregon my Texas. That's what I always say. Well, too late because Corey's here. I know. But also, it, it, in case you guys didn't know, I've been to Abilene. Like, Abilene is just spooky. Like, honestly, Abilene is one of the spookiest places you can go to in Texas. Like, if you don't want to be spooked, don't go to Abilene. Like, we went to downtown Abilene during the week, and it was a ghost town. Literally. Um. Also, there was, like, a dinosaur on the roof. I don't know. Dino? Yeah, it was, like, a dinosaur and, like, a Volkswagen Beetle on top of a roof. Um, cool, it was pretty cool, but I like, like how you say that when there's literally a car shop a few blocks away from that has dinosaurs, on, dinosaurs the roof. on the roof and it's a car shop. But anyway, this was not a car shop. This is just randomly in downtown Abilene. 
Anyway, Abilene, spooky already. So the fact that the story comes out of Abilene, I'm not surprised. Um, the people in Abilene, also spooky. <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I have plenty of Abilene stories if you guys need to know them. Yikes. Also, I've said the word Abilene so much it doesn't even sound like a real place anymore. <laughs> I was gonna say, dude, I actually, uh, totally off topic, but since we're speaking about Texas and not a real place, I found this guy, shout out to, uh, I am Josh from Britain. Um, he's a TikToker. Shout out oh, TikToker. Oh, oh my. He is hilarious because he keeps talking about his trip. To the United States, mm-hmm. and everybody's like talking about. Wait, is he the one that was like, Texas is so big, you can vacation in yeah. Texas? Yeah. That guy, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen him. So it's funny because he like throws this whole fit about how Texas from border to border is eight hundred miles. Yeah. yeah, and Texans regularly vacation in Texas. Yeah, um, as we do. Yeah, so he's like, it, it's hilarious. I just had to throw that out there since we we're talking about how it's talking about how place. ridiculous and how Texas shouldn't. It's wild. Texas yeah. is a lawless land. It really is. It's the wild, wild west. We're out here flying by the seat of our pants. Think about it. We're not even west. We're I know. South. We're just South America. Crazy. We're, isn't that weird? We're South America, but yeah, and we're in North America. Listen, man, I don't understand that. Also, I'm bad at geography. So, anyway, back to ghosts. Oh, yeah. Well, or cryptids, I guess. Cryptids children cryptid. i mean i technically they're both i guess it is a cryptid ghost. children cryptid children because bo- both it's both a ghost and a cryptid and it's a cryptost if you will cryptid Crypt- you say ghost cryptid cryptid you say huh uh, uh. <laughs> anyway wow that was a super long banter who would have thought so bethel stories became regarded as classic examples of creepy pasta and gained popularity that was published and it said just to keep up with demand for more info about this urban legend in 2012 uh bethel told the story on reality tv series monsters and mysteries in america he then wrote a follow-up article for the abilene reporter news describing his experience and maintaining his belief that this encounter was legit. Ooh. So, and in the year of 2012, uh, the horror film Black Eyed Kids was produced and that the uh, creepy children were an urban legend that's been floating around on the internet for several years and was thought to be fascinating and that's what inspired this um, movie to be produced. Wow. So during a week in September of 2014, a British tabloid, Daily Star, ran three um, front page stories alleging sightings of black eyed kids connecting to the cell of supposedly haunted pub in Statterford Shrine. Statterford Shrine? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Um, people, sure. that, people that live there in British, wherever this is. But the. Uh, Paper claimed to shock a rise in sightings around the world and just causing more encounters to take place around the world. And ghost hunters have then believed that black-eyed kids to be extraterrestrials, vampires, or even ghosts. So they're not really too sure of what these 
beings, creatures, things are. Wow. Because they kind of fit under everything, yeah. apparently. Yeah, and they're kind of just creatures yeah. of the night. Which doesn't surprise me because when I was doing research on the same topic for the cryptid show, mm-hmm. the same thing, It was everything was saying the same thing that it's a maybe extraterrestrials Ooh. trying to disguise themselves as humans, but they because can't yeah, they can't cover their eyes cover their eyes because of how dark their eyes are. Yeah, but uh, scientist writer Sharon A. Hill was even unable to find any documentation of any black-eyed kid encounters, thus concluding the tales are passed on from friend to friend of ghost stories. So Ooh. just. Like all folklore or mythology is ever said, it's word of mouth. Yep. So Hill considers the legend to resemble typical spooky folklore stories, such as the phantom black dog, where the subject is not supernatural, and they are more never to have actually been a real encounter. Mm -hmm. Just uh, stories being told as a legend and then takes back and creates a life of its own. Ooh. Which, again, I've actually heard... Uh, it's an older show, but it's called pa- uh, Paranormal Caught on Camera. Ooh. And they were speaking about, like, if enough people have experience, that you can basically speak it into existence. Yeah. So if enough people believe it, enough people say it, then it becomes a thing. Yeah. Well, that's all for the history. Um, I guess now it's time for a commercial break. Commercial break. And now a word from our sponsors. Spooky. I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, Foes, and Heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of, and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story. And just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best. And we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah, that's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bros Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. <laughs> bros and Bros and Heroes. Gonna tell you about frozen, frozen heroes. Gonna tell you about. 
Hey y'all, I'm April. Hi, I'm Caroline. And we have a new podcast for you. What's it called, Caroline? Uh, Bloody Happy Hour. It's going to be your new favorite guilty pleasure. We're going to talk about some bloody stuff. Serial killers. True crime. Rape. <laughs> Rapists. Why not join us? We'll have a good time. You literally never know. I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Bloody Happy Hour. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. (laughs) So check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible, because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor, like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either, but it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice, anything but subtle. And now, back to the show. Spooky. (laughs) And we're back. So now that you guys know the history and the background, it's time to get into 
the hauntings. Um, so, of course, there are dozens of stories circulating about the black-eyed children. I will be telling you one of the original accounts that we talked about earlier from Bethel, um, who's the one that did that original account. That's the last name. Um, and then we'll be going into some other stories I found on Reddit. So um, we'll just kind of be talking about the black-eyed children and all the spooky. Um, again, these are children with completely blacked-out eyes that arrive into someone's home and or vehicle. Um, and immediately they get a sense of overwhelming dread. So Bethel is Brian Bethel. Brian Bethel. It's a dude. Brian Bethel. Yeah. And then again, that was in the original report to the Abilene, um, Abilene Chronicles. Um, and that's kind of the story I'll be telling here in just a second. Um, and besides the blacked out eyes, these children, again, usually are between the ages of 6 and 16. And they typically appear normal other than the black eyes. So while it might not be the earliest sighting of all, they earliest reported sighting was back in 1996 with brian bethel he was a journalist actually he was a journalist in abilene so it's not like he's just some rando guy off the street who wanted to write a story to write a story um in bethel's report he described a late evening out in his vehicle he had stopped in the parking lot near a movie theater to write a check he w- again this was 1996 um <laughs> so, <laughs> i was gonna say everybody be writing checks in their car in 1996 i know i was gonna say why do we always find out that how antiquated <laughs> and how why do you write checks in your car like what would you what's up with not writing that like why would you not write them in a house listen sometimes my mom still balances her checkbook in the car so listen this is like old school That's so weird. in Bethel's report he describes that he was so absorbed in his check that he didn't notice that two young boys began to approach his car he didn't notice that the older boy tapped on the driver's side window Whenever he did, Bethel then rolled down his window and noted immediately a, in quotation marks, soul-wracking fear <laughs> that, like, evaded him. Um, and he was like, <laughs> that's strange. I don't know. I don't know why I feel that right now. Um, so basically, the older boy then said to him that he and his brother wanted to catch a movie, but had forgotten their money at home. And so I was like, hey, dude, can you give me a car? Can you give me a ride in your car? First off, a grown man should not be letting children into his car. No. Like, please no. But on the second hand, like, I understand. It was the 90s. People were too trusting back then. <laughs> Dude, I actually, oh, where did I read this? It's in one of these books I have, but I know I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Oh. Um, and so they're like, yeah, I promise nothing bad will happen. We're just two kids. We don't even have a gun or anything. Yeah. Hello? Um, first Red flag. First off, <laughs> why, if, if you're coming up to a guy asking for, you, at least, like, I could understand, hey, can I use your phone, call my parents, blah, blah, blah you know. This was the 90s. They didn't have like, a phone. They didn't got phones back then. Okay, but it's like, I could understand something along those lines. I get like, it. But it's like. Listen, again, this was the 90s. It was a different time back then. Anyway, so they're like, we don't have a gun. Let us in your car. So Bethel was like, sure. um, Your assurances, you telling me that is kind of like making me a little sus, but sure. So basically he was like, hmm, the last showing of the film you wanted to see had already started. So he's like, hmm, the movie you were wanting to go see has already started. What are you doing, kids? Um, And then it would already be over by the time that he could drive them back to where they were saying they needed to go. So he was like, okay, weird. So in his recount of the incidents, he stated that when he broke eye contact with them, this fear inside of him just became like all encompassing. And he was like freaking out. And it wasn't until that he broke the eye contact that their eyes then became blacked out. 
So while he was looking at them, it was like normal. But as soon as he like stopped for a second and like looked at like really looked at them and broke eye contact, that's when he noticed it. Oof. He was like, something's off. I'm literally getting goosebumps. He was like, something's off. So the older boy then began to get frustrated when Bethel made an excuse about not giving him a ride. Good job, Bethel. Grown men should not be giving children rides. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and then so that they couldn't get into the car unless Bethel said it was okay. So I this mean, is where we go into vampire territory, right? Ta- yeah, talk about a... Uh, you can't come in unless you're welcomed in? Then hmm. talk about not wanting to catch a charge, I mean... Yeah, well, after that, he drove out of the parking lot very fast. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He said, I'm good, thanks, and then drove away. Dude, this is going to bug the crap out of me because I know that I read it in one of these books and oh my god it's gonna bother me Deborah what you know what Hmm. it might have been a book that's actually in my house Allison because I like I mean it would be kind of cool to like shout out a book that like it's like yeah it's on the internet it's like and we found an article about it but it's like dude I actually read the same story in this book but I mean, it's the same article, an actual but, article, a journalist published, Allison. I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, dude, it's like, oh, it's going to bother me. Anyway, well, the Internet has made this a growing legend, especially with creepypasta and subreddit and no sleep. But Bethel's story obviously happened back in 1996, which was before Internet. So, like, the Internet didn't even help sharing the story. Again, it mainly was word of mouth. Um, and of course, it's just like Texas folklore. And there are even some other stories dating back to 1974 and 1950s, like I said, in other countries. I know you said there was like some in Portland, Oregon as well. Yeah. Um, and then when the movie came out in 2015, that's really what made the rise then. But again, yeah. this was an actual article that this guy was like, hmm, this is random. This just happened to me. So yeah. Anyways. Um, and then I have another story here today, which is kind of similar. So that one, of course, is the original account from Brian Bethel, or not the original, but one of the earliest one notable, of the first. one of the first written records. Um, I'm going to actually tell one. That one was of a car. This one is actually at someone's home. Are you ready? I know this one, too. I swear to God. I swear to God. If it's the same story I'm thinking of. So this one was actually posted um, by Hammerhands 11 years ago, but the story begins 13 years before that. So you like crazy. So this incident took place about 13 years ago. Again, take 11 years and subtract 13 from that. Um, But they said, I just moved to a new city with my wife. We were small town newlyweds from the Midwest. We moved cross country to one of the biggest city in the Southwest so I could attend graduate school. Being naive in the new city living, I habitually answered the door without a second thought. However, not again after this. The first thing that should have tipped me off to this peculiarity of the situation um, was the fact that someone was knocking on their door at 6 a.m. in the morning. Um, no, sir. The second thing that should have dawned on him is that it was a kid that possibly was not even tall enough to reach over their patio gate to unlock it, much less ring their doorbell. How did the kid do it if he was not even tall enough to do that? Um. So the knock at the door was startling. My wife and I were getting ready for work, a pretty normal routine. The moment I opened the door, I was overtaken with the inexplicable sense of fear. Again, 
the same as Brian, the same feeling. Yeah. To this day, I can still picture him. He was a teenager of average height, average build, knee-length black leather coat, short black hair, and sunglasses. Full matrix attire. Am I right? Like, honestly. Like, are they on the red pill or are they on the blue pill? Don't know. Anyway, why was he wearing sunglasses at 6 a.m.? Still don't understand. Um, But maybe it was just to cover his black eyes. Anyway, so the sunglasses at 6 a.m. obviously struck this guy as, like, super more odd. He was also eating an apple. The kid then very was very polite and asked if he could come in and warm up. He then said no and closed the door and slid the security chain back into place. A moment later, another knock. I opened the, nor- the now chain door and before I could even speak, he asked again if he could come in and warm up. The man replied again, no, and attempted to close the door. Before the door could shut, he put his hand out and stopped the door on its hinges. He then looked directly into the guy's eyes, still wearing his sunglasses, and said, Can I at least get some ketchup for my apple? <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Why would you need ketchup for an apple? apple so i like that kind of last time we talked about like the theory that they're like vampires and we kind of touched on that but this one gives me like full alien behavior like they're like (sighs) you eat apple with ketchup right so Um, this how human correct i mean and again this goes to show (laughs) that like you don't really know we don't know much about these and that's why it's so funny to hear these stories yeah oh and that's freaking insane but wait it gets better oh no so then the guy literally says f that and then was like what like why do you want ketchup for your apple Apple of all things and then says get the hell out of here my wife is calling the police so the guy's like can you please leave you're making me uncomfortable then the kid takes a moment to let the information sink in he lowers his glasses revealing his eyes as black as obsidian and says no, you won't be calling anybody. Um, kind sir, I've already told you. My get wife, off my property. <laughs> get off my property and my wife be calling the popo. Yeah, if a child ever said that to me, like if a teenager even looked at me and said that, I'd be like, where's your mama? I'm about to beat your booty. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's your mom? <laughs> Call your wife. What is it? Uh, get your kids, get your Hide wife. your kids, hide, hide your wife. They're killing everybody out here. Oh my god! It's not killing, but the other word. I, I would a beach yo. But I would be like teenager. No, I'm just kidding. I'm a good person. Anyway, so he's like, so this kid straight up says, "No, you won't be calling anyone." And he's like, "I'm excuse me, sir, on you're on my property." Anyway, God. At that moment, he then forces the door closed, locks it. He calls to his wife, who is now scared, hiding in the bedroom, and she's like, "Oh my god, scared to death." So he's all jacked up on adrenaline. He rips the curtains back to look out the window next to the door to see if the kid's still standing there. And guess what? He gone. He gone. He gone. He be gone. There was absolutely no trace of him. Not a bit of apple, not nothing. So then he goes out to the patio to check the gate and it's still latched from the inside. Remember, the teenager wasn't even tall enough to reach over the gate to unlock it. How did he get in his yard? How? So he goes and checks. It's still locked from the inside as though no one had even been in. And it was so messed up that he then turned to enter his house. But guess what he saw then? 
at half-eaten apple laying on the ground right in front of his doorstep. What the? F- yeah. Even after looking out the window and not seeing any, no trace. And then he goes back. It was like taunting him. So then what is this? What? What the heck? Yeah. Spooky. Um, I'm sorry, but who be this person? I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but yeah, those are just some of the stories of the black eyed children. Um, and I don't know, I was reading this other thing that apparently like black eyed children are never alone. Like they usually come in pairs or like they always come in like groups. So it was odd that it was just one. So I don't know. Um, maybe they had like a partner around somewhere or something. Yeah. I was going to say, I have read that as well, that it's always two of them. Yeah. Or it's always like a group. Yeah. They're never alone. And then one of the commenters on this original post um, says that uh, the black-eyed kids are often described as, like, highly intelligent beings with, Mm. like, a mastery of language. And they're, like, very persuasive. So, again, like, even the kids in the car with Brian being like, oh, I I promise, we're just kids. We just want to come in. Just just let us in your car. Yeah. And the same thing, like, with this guy being like, oh, just just let me in your house. I just want to warm up. Or, like... Oh, and then asking again, being like, oh, are you sure? Can I just come in for a moment? Yeah, so what I have here, which is actually my notes for the cryptid one, Mm -hmm. it says that reports show up at random and usually at night. They typically come to the front doors or to people in a car, even in a hotel or motel room. Mm -hmm. Just one may come or they might come in a group. They always want to be invited in but never seem very nice about it. People that they have met say that they are at, uh, unnerving at best and outright scary. Mm-hmm. And again, that's what the stories have told. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, these are just two encounters, but there are hundreds. Yeah. Like yeah. these are just two that happen, you know, um, and again, I know these were older ones, but I mean, obviously there are more recent um, sightings and stories that have happened. The ones I just chose were more evidence-based and historical. Yeah. Um, kind of, again, setting up the time period of when that this story kind of gained popularity, um, especially, again, after that article that um, Brian Bethel published in the Abilene yeah. News. So it's kind of spooky. Um, and again, if any Matrix-looking teenagers arrive on your doorstep... Stay away. Stay away. Like, just don't like don't answer it, especially if it's 6 a.m. in the morning or even at night. Like... If it's dark outside, people be knocking on your doors. Don't answer it. Like, this is why this is why we don't have stories like this now in in the year of our Lord, 2023, because nobody answers their door anymore. Um, Someone knocks on my door. I run the opposite direction. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like we're the generation that it's somebody knocks on our door and I'm the one that like hides. Yeah. I like like, crouch down and hides and then I like. Find the window that I can see the door. And you're like... And, like, creepily peek without them knowing. Be like, are they there? Is it a thing? Yeah, like, one time my neighbor knocked on my door, and I got so scared. Like, I didn't want to answer it. But I, like, I like knew it was my neighbor, but I was just, like, I'm so scared right now. Uh, are, yeah. do, is this just social anxiety? Does this whole generation just have social anxiety? Maybe. Anyway. Maybe. Um, so that's all for this week, and that is the story of the black-eyed kids. Black-eyed peas? The black-eyed peas. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and listening to another episode of the Polter Gals. Yeah. Um, don't forget to go and head over to Paranormality Magazine and use our, co- our code. 
Polter Pals, that's P-O-L-T-E-R-P-A-L-S, to get 10% off your magazine subscription. And it's all one word, all lowercase. All one word, all lowercase. Um, yeah. yeah, head over to Paranormality or go check us out on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash polterpals as well. Um, join in the family also. Yeah. Um, don't forget to send us your listener tales. Allison, give us all the information. What information? For how we can how they can hear their wonderful stories and spooky stories oh. right here on the pod. Um, well, you just DM us at all social medias, the Poultry Gals. Email us at thepoultrygals at gmail.com. And, yeah. That's all. We would love to read them. And maybe if it's long enough, if you have all great details, it'd be a terrifying tale. Whoop, whoop. So you, you'll get your very own episode. And, of course, it's a... Or we'll just talk about it. Yeah. If it's something that's super intriguing that catches our eye, you might just be lucky enough to get a full Friday episode. Whoop, whoop. Full frontal Fridays. Yeah. Oh, wait. Wrong, wrong, wait. wrong podcast. Wait. What? Oops. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Wait. What? Full frontal Fridays. <laughs> hey, I made it 2% battery. <laughs> oh, my. You've been listening to The Polter Gals, a Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media podcast. <laughs> <laughs>